This is Melancholy Geek, episode 20. A broken finger before your mind. Welcome to Melancholy Geek, where you get the thoughts and opinions of a geek with depression. My name is Preston, and I have a very special guest today, special as in I keep trying to bring nice and wonderful people that are out in the world on, and sometimes they say yes. Uh, So she is by no means scared of broadcasting. So let's see. Let's try to count this down. Uh, Part of Tech TV screensavers from forever ago, but hey, who who knows? Uh, a writer and editor for Microsoft that I had no idea about, uh, a podcaster, a wife and a mother, and for my reasons, a proud geek. Thank you, Megan Maroney, for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So we, we briefly discussed uh, some of the stuff um, before we started recording. Uh, so I'm going to get brief when it comes to mental illness, uh, just get some just general ideas from you in contrary to the previous episode. And then we're going to get, we're going to geek out on geek stuff. Uh, so, from, as we've already discussed, you you don't really have anything specific in your life that's, uh, that really falls under the mental illness criteria. Um, you go, you mentioned you go through, you know, what most people do, anxiety and or whatnot. So, from your perspective, from someone that may not go through it enough, what what do you think of or what what thoughts do you have when you hear about people that either have depression or mental illness anxiety um i believe you mentioned that like far in your family have some schizophrenia so what kind of like thoughts do you have when you think about that like in the sense of stigma like the common stigma that people have well i um i do think there's still a huge stigma um around mental illness. And that's why I do like to frequently talk about anxiety. I mean, I have been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, which I think a lot of people could have been diagnosed with that. (laughs) And I think it's a, and I think that was very late in life. Um, And I think it was important to get that diagnosis just because Prior to that, I think I was doing a lot of like, well, I'm just anxious. It's because I'm, you know, I'm an anxious person. And I used to think that it was my fault a lot and that there was, you know, maybe something uh, wrong with me that I could fix. And so it's sort of a little bit of a comfort to have that, um, you know, that diagnosis, um, whatever it may mean. Uh, You know, it's good to just know that it's something real inside my brain. And, um, and I think anxiety really goes very close. Uh, it's hand in hand with depression, I think. Um, very true. Actually, it's, it's, uh, we had a presentation at a work with mental health day. So it's something that I, uh, I went to intentionally, of course, and the presenter specifically said like mental illness has lots of forms, but it's actually more rare to find someone with just one, type of mental illness so like you said depression almost always has some sort of anxiety myself I comes and goes Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know there's just some I've got a good friend who was on last episode who four or five different 
you know, conglomerations of stuff to go with it. So, yeah, no, it's definitely the case. And anxiety is, is probably more common than the rest, really, because a lot of people go through it, but some people don't feel it to the same degree. And then there's also different severities of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, I mean, I think we live in a world that uh, I think... Um, adds to our anxiety in ways, uh, you know, unhealthy habits, uh, you know, maybe if I quit coffee or um, slept more or did all those kinds of things, ate better, I would be less uh, anxious. But um, just the idea of quitting coffee makes me feel anxious. <laughs> so, Yeah, I think that would probably be the case for most people, unless they're like me and don't like coffee. Yeah. But uh, I, I get I I get to a point during my work day where I'm like, okay, I'm out of tea. I need more tea. <laughs> so it's similar. Yes, caffeine. Um, yeah, I'm assuming it's caffeine. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, it's probably not as bad as coffee, but it, it's black tea. So. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah, it's Earl Grey that I drink most of the time at work. Oh, so mm. you know, little geek cred right in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, so that actually, that you definitely have more of a idea about that kind of thing than we kind of discussed earlier. But mm-hmm. so, is there to the point where you actually do anything to help manage that in the sense of medication, or are you just you manage to come to the acceptance of okay, that's a thing that I have, and because it's probably not too severe, you can manage it just based off of your own actions. Uh, no, I, I mean, I've taken various medications uh, over the years. Um, I think recently, let's what uh, the the me- medical insurance that I have now is a big, you know, it's a big corporation in California and they have all the records. So when I went, finally found a psychologist um, that I really liked uh, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a therapist. I've also done therapy, couples therapy, family therapy, but, um, you know, a, a psychologist who could prescribe medication, she just looked through and she's like, oh, well, you have been coming in many times, like since my 20s, basically coming in yeah. and sort of going on and off things like, oh, I'll take Prozac, I'll try this. And it was, um, you know, a lot of times it felt hormonal. It was, you know, a cycle um, you know, once a month that I was feeling really bad. So I took various sure. things for that. And, um, but yeah, I've been taking Lexapro for about a year and a half and it's really helpful. Um, and yeah, it, it just, um, it's helps manage the anxiety. And, um, I think the anxiety was really, um, it had a lot, it was, I think when I was just, uh, in my twenties, and 30s, well, I guess I had kids when I was in 30s, but when I'm in my 30s. But once I really felt like it was starting to affect the rest of my family, it was something um, that I felt like I needed to get a handle on because it was just some, you know, just kind of punishing myself and then that would get too much and then punishing everyone around me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do less of that now um, <laughs> that I have uh, been taking Lexpro. And so, yeah, I highly I recommend it. Everybody's different and, and all the other stuff that I took never really worked. Um, so I'm happy now. I don't know whether it's because of um, my chemical makeup is different than it was um, when I was in my 20s. But yeah, it seems uh, like it's working. Well, that's certainly amazing. And it's definitely a, uh, the case where one medication or medication combination doesn't work for every type Mm -hmm. because even when you get down to 
anxiety or depression like from one person to the next like you said so anxiety can be something that's more severe or 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 whatnot and depression is all over the place with a whole variety of a smorgasbord of, of wacky fun emotions mm-hmm. and whatnot so it's hard to it, it it takes time to find out okay so this medication this amount of time at this dosage works for for you or doesn't so yeah no that's but that's fantastic and it's it's always that kind of thing where something in your life in your in your situation your family life that pushes you to try to, you know, get better even more. So, so that's, that's excellent. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was, I think um, it's interesting to talk about it because I do, I wrote a piece um, about six months ago, just about sort of that critical, those critical voices in your head. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, they've just always been there sort of, I compared them to YouTube comments. They're like my own personal <laughs> YouTube comments that I have in my head constantly. And I, um, I got a lot of good feedback, uh, about this and I posted it on medium and, um, yeah. and one person just recently found it and said, you know, I'm always surprised when people that I think have it together, um, are so critical of themselves. Like, and I thought, Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, oh, it looks like I have it together. Like that, that's interesting. But well, that's, um, I'm that, happy that's to say that. Yeah. Like I'm happy to share that because I mean, nobody has it together. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I would love to like spread that word more that like, you know, I've uh, if I'm making it look easy, um, I guess I'm doing a really good job of it because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it may, it's maybe not so much doing a good job of it, so much of your the fact that it, it looks like you're, you know, whatever you're doing to manage yourself, uh, which is commonly referred to as self care, is working, mm-hmm. right? So, and that's you know, I I'm you know, up and down most days, but I manage to look like a and act like a pretty regular human being when I'm at work, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, so, I think acknowledging that sort of stuff is like the one of the biggest things you can do, right? Like acknowledging oh, that you don't definitely. have it all together and that, you know, you have these, like that's the thing that is, the only thing that's worked for me is, you know, knowing that like I, I have these voices and I probably will always have them, the critical voice, the voice that says I'm doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll always be there and it's my job to really question it. Um am I really doing everything wrong? Like, you know, are you telling the truth? It's sort of the same way I look at those people that do. I mean, I know everybody doesn't have like critical YouTube comments. I have those too, the real ones. So it was good to just really like the same thing I've done with those comments is just say like, okay, sometimes I'll try to reach out to the person um, who's been cruel and, you know, say like, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, or that's not what I intended, or, um, you know, I, I'm sorry you think that I understand nothing about technology and that it's ridiculous that I um, am a host of a technology show. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> and then sometimes those people will, um, you know, respond like, I was having a bad day. I'm sorry I posted that. Um, I don't actually think you're ugly. Like, you know, just those kinds of things. Um, and then other times, like, I just have to look at those voices and say like, well, I know that's not true. Like I know I'm not dumb and, um, well, that, that comment isn't true. So I think the same works for those voices in my head. Oh, that's, those are valid. I, I really do actually like the YouTube 
comments analogy because that's that's something you can almost tell anybody and they'll get it. Mm-hmm. Like it, being someone that's actually anybody, if you're produced on YouTube or not, you you at least watch something where you're take you know you're seriously into that video and then you glance at the comments and you're like, what is wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. Uh, one one thing again back to the uh, the the meeting that we had at uh, at work is uh, they related that con- like the idea of looking at someone managing mental illness as similar to looking at as as uh, like road rage so you're driving or whatnot you're out in in any situation and that person is taking forever to you know take the right turn or, or take the left turn at the the light and whatnot. Uh, and most, a lot of people obviously will react to such and blare the horn and whatnot. Uh, what what was said about that is, well, maybe that person just got a text where maybe a family mother, a family member, is not well, or maybe they just lost their job, or you know, looking at, looking at from the perspective of that person, like not just, hey, I'm over in dreamland and and not turning, so much as I just had horrible news, or I'm you know, any number of possibilities. So, and that's the similar in the situation, like you said, so some people will react without thinking and then look back and say, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And you have to take, take even in your head, probably uh, it's best to think, think about or like, okay, what was going on in my head when I thought that, or what was going on in that person's head when they thought that mm-hmm. and let, you know, let that go or understand that. And that's that's actually even though I didn't take it too much myself, it's it's a way that I actually look at the world uh, as part of my job and whatnot. It's just I'm analytical, so I don't always assume that something happens that may or may not be in my favor was done for no good reason. I was like, okay, this thing happened. I don't really like it, but why did it happen? Mm. And if it makes sense, I'm good. If it doesn't make sense, I'm going back at it and I'm like, okay. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's one of those things. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. YouTube comments is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm curious about the differences in in the healthcare systems. Like, I clear, I actually do know there's a fair amount of difference in Canada's healthcare system and the U.S. is because of my previous role. That was something that I was very familiar with, uh, the benefits and whatnot. Um, how do you find when you got to the point where you know, like you said, you you had it was kind of affecting your family life? How difficult did you find it outside, you know, going through therapy and then psychologists to actually approach that through your healthcare system to get the assistance you need? Uh, it was ridiculously difficult. Um, when I mean, when I first, I think when I first started therapy like it seemed very important to me to like go through my health care um to get it you know paid for I mean just yes. from it was when I, when I was in my 20s and I didn't have a lot of disposable income so it just seemed but also there's that sense of like well I don't I don't deserve this like it you know you have to see it as a medical thing and so um then in various times when uh I had health I didn't have health care or my health care didn't provide therapy like I just didn't go um and then I got to a point um when I mean yeah I don't know when it just seemed like when I really looked at like 
okay, well, that therapist was recommended to me, but they don't take health insurance. They don't take my health insurance. Then I would just look at my budget and think like, well, what do I, what am I really spending my money on? Like, what would I rather, like, do I need to go to Starbucks for, um, you know, a month every day? Or can mm-hmm. I, you know, do, you know, just, just really looking at, um, and, you know, I'm not, I wasn't in a, like, I mean, I had a job and I had enough money to spend on it. And it was really a choice between, am I going to pay for this um, thing to take care of myself or I'm going to pay for therapy. And it always seemed like therapy would always win that battle. But, you know, I I never stopped thinking about the people that really couldn't afford it at all. It wasn't like they were ever, they were never going to Starbucks or they were, you know, never going out to eat. And it was, wasn't something that they could afford this, you know, $100, $120 appointment. Um, And so, uh, so for the therapy that I've been going to for the last um, on and off for the last maybe six or eight years, like I've just been paying out of pocket and, you know, it's easier now. Like I, you know, have more disposable income. I have a good job. My husband has a good job. And, um, so it's easier to justify that. And when I, you know, when I do hear people say like, Oh, I can't believe you go to therapy. It's so expensive. And it's like, well, you just remodeled your kitchen. (laughs) You know, that was way more expensive. And is that going to make you happy? I don't know. Um, And so uh, it's really just a question of what you're spending your money on. But then finally, when my therapist said, you know, I think like what you're describing to me sounds like something that, you know, medication might help with. And really, um, you know, I have this doctor that is, uh, you know, that you could see. And it took months, like literally months to see her. Um, And it was, you know, just being on the phone trying to get an appointment and, it was really difficult. And it was one of those things where I think, you know, like I have it, I do have it pretty together. Like, and, and this is really causing me a lot of anxiety and sadness. It's going to take months for me to, to see this, um, doctor. Uh, and I finally did. And, you know, she prescribed the medicine and, uh, and then I haven't seen her again, <laughs> you know, cause it was just like, she, we had a follow-up appointment by phone and it was fine. And, you know, like, I'm sure I could see her again, but I, um, but it's really difficult. Like the medical insurance doesn't really want to pay, um, for this kind of stuff, which is just ridiculous because, you know, I've just, I broke my finger. I'm, I'm showing you even yeah, though. How, <laughs> I forgot to I, ask how that was doing. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's still in a, um, in a splint but you know it's like no one questioned it didn't take me months to get my finger broken um i mean to get my finger sprint it didn't take me months to get my finger broken (laughs) but when you go and you call and say like you know i think i might have broken my finger they're going to see you right away they're going to give you an x-ray and they're going to do something about it you know as opposed to well you know we'll leave you on the phone for a while and then like i don't know tell me all about your symptoms again and then again and then again and then again and then we'll let you come in in two months you know just like that uh i don't know i've never lived in any other countries but like i would i don't know how this compares in other places but it's it's pretty bad for um mental health care uh in you know and and insurance getting uh care through your insurance is very difficult yeah, I actually thought it would be a bit better in the U.S. just because, or at least necessarily quality, because that comes and goes by period. You would at least be able to get appointments a little bit quicker than that. Like I think in our, my situations that I've had, it, it takes a little bit longer, probably twice as long. I some regretfully for some appointments, not just mental health, but just general appointments, it takes so long just to get in for it. Like sure, most of it's covered, yay, mm-hmm. but. You know, it still doesn't help too much when you're still waiting. Like you said, you're going through that same period of time where 
you're, you're, you're trying to juggle it. Like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. And then you finally get to that, and it, it does help to some degree or, mm-hmm. you know, gets to your point where you get a good balance, and hopefully that remains the case. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, I think if I had just wanted to see anybody, it would have been fine. Um, but this person, this specific person had been recommended to me really because of um, her expertise in sort of the way anxiety works um, in, you know, women in their 40s, like, you know, before pre-menopause sort of, you know, and hormones yeah. and all that. So it was a very specific thing. So I think, but, but she was very good and I was glad I saw her. And in terms of the other, like the other, uh, the therapists will see you and pay for it like a couple times and then that's it. Or they'll, you know, they'll see you once a month, which I think, uh, isn't very effective. Um, I understand that it's expensive to pay for more than that, but it's, it's hard to be effective, I think, when you're not really uh, being seen more than once a month. Yeah, and I'm sure that for some people that might be fine, but mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, once a week is probably minimum. Mm-hmm. Cause it, really, it, does, it really does vary. Um, all right, I'll touch lastly on one thing. So how, how do you find... In going through this and finally coming to a good place with it, how do you find that your your family, so your husband and your children, have actually reacted to that? Um, I think they're very happy. <laughs> they we're so we're really open at home about all this stuff, and That's good. Um, yeah, and it's never like you know, and in our house, therapy is not um, seen as. Uh, as something that you means you're broken or bad or wrong. And, and that really, I mean, that comes from my husband and I, but it also comes from, and maybe it's that we live in Northern California. Um, <laughs> but all my teenagers, I think are super comfortable. Like a lot of their friends are in therapy, you know, it's just something, there's no stigma. I mean, I grew up in Texas and I think there was a huge stigma about going to therapy and um, there's really, it doesn't, there's not much of a stigma around there. So there, you know, there something like if my husband and I go to couples therapy, they don't, they don't think like, Oh, are you getting a divorce? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's the, I mean, we'd be going so long since they were little, like it's like we're, the feelings doctor is what we <laughs> used to call. Uh, I think we still sometimes call, you know, cause it's just like, that's the, it's the same thing. It's like you're, you're going there to work on how you're feeling. So. No, that's, that's, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I like, I liked the one thing I, I think is valid, and I think this was brought up before, but like you, like you said, you broke your, you broke your finger, mm-hmm. and you got that addressed immediately mm-hmm. when you knew you broke your finger. Cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like if, and the same thing, if you went into a hospital and said, it feels like my heart, like my actual heart muscle is not functioning, you get addressed probably pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But if you say, you know, I don't feel like my mind or my emotions or, or don't feel like they're working properly. It takes so much time to, to mm-hmm. work through that. And I don't know if that's a fully a problem with the systems that we have or with the, maybe it's the people that come in and you get so many people like that, that it's so hard to filter down and find out that, okay, this, this person is, you know, just whatever issue they have or decision they're making. Whereas this other person definitely has an actual problem. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, and the 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 stigma part is interesting too. And I recently um, 
spent a week uh, chaperoning the eighth grade camp at my mm. um, kids' school. So it was um, it was a great experience. Eighth graders are amazing. But one of the things the camp did was um, when kids needed to take meds, they would call them all out by name, like, you know, just, you know, in front of the whole camp. And so, like, they could have been taking, um, you know, antibiotics or they could have been taking, um, you know, any kinds of medication. But m- the majority of them were taking some kind of, like, ADD meds or, you know, just some something um, that wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't antibiotics. Or some of them were and some of them weren't. And I just thought... Well, I, I thought it was so strange that they publicly called out everybody's name. And then I couldn't figure it out because then I was thinking, well, maybe there is no stigma. Like, it's just like, it really, like, I, maybe it was me that was thinking about it strangely because, like, really, is there any difference between taking, um, you know, Adderall and an antibiotic? Like, I don't know. There shouldn't be, really. Well, no, no. Well, it's it's medication. Right. It's either to fight an infection or to help balance out chemicals in your brain. Mm-hmm. They, they both have a legitimate purpose. So Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was, I, I couldn't, um, I, I thought it was something that maybe I'm the one that still has the stigma in my mind that I thought, like, oh, well, they're publicly announcing, like, who's on medication. Um, but maybe that's just sort of, like, all of us should have the right to sort of keep our medical business to ourselves if we want to, you know? Yes. Well, and that's and that's definitely the case, but it, it, it's it's something that we definitely because it, it, it is our medical uh, situation, but we also shouldn't necessarily be uh, so closed about talking about it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's if if somebody in a family has cancer, everybody in that family knows about it, mm-hmm. right? And because it, it might be more of an obvious situation because the, you know, the, the results of that. But I mean, when someone has, you know, sometimes it's severe, sure. They know about it, but I mean, someone like have a more mild thing or someone that's managing it pretty well, they don't really talk about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, we're, we're going to transition off of that. And, I, and I'm glad you actually had a little bit more view on that than I actually assumed. So that's great. <laughs> Uh, however, we're going to transition into, we're, we are going to talk about some stigmas, but more, hopefully, seems to be more in the past. So, we'll usually throw this question out. It's gone a couple of ways. What does geek mean to you? Hmm. Um, it means someone who is smart and curious and interested in figuring out how things work, whatever it may be. So like a technology geek or like a, you know, a plant geek is someone really interested in plants, someone really interested and curious uh, about how something works. Okay. Yeah. It fits in. So it's certainly explained differently, but it certainly fits into what most people uh, these days attest that to. Um, so what 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 are the main things that you are curious about and whatnot that that you have in your life that make you a geek? I would say uh, the intersection of technology and humans. Uh, that's what I'm really interested in. Um, 
and I would say geeky with. So I think mostly a lot of that is like iPhones and Apple Watches and um, because I just feel like that's so personal. It's so part of our lives now um, and like an extension of our hands. And so that I would say I'm geeky about that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think like I've I've been more geeky in the past about um, more a wider range of technology. Um, but now I think I would say um, iOS stuff and, and, you know, it's, I think I'm getting geeky about smart home stuff, but it's still, I don't know. I don't know that I would call myself a smart home geek. Um, I thought I was, but then working on it for 12 weeks and realizing all the things that other people do, um, <laughs> I realized maybe I I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I've got some things, but yeah, there's still so much more that uh, yeah that's available in that query. So let's uh, let's look at well, when it comes to like I said, it's a very similar definition. But my my definition has always been someone that is passionate about something, uh, which could be pretty much anybody these days. But like, so when when you think about the more traditional view of a geek um someone that you know very niche type of passionate about niche things that weren't as popular back then uh what would you think if you think back now what would the earliest thing that you think you've either done or was curious about as you put it in your life uh that you would call geeky um i would say i was a mac geek pretty early on like I yeah. had my dad had a um a Mac oh gosh I was probably like 10 or 9 or 10 and like I loved playing with it like it was um it was the first computer we had we never had any kind of um you know IBM computers we had like a typewriter and then a Mac <laughs> and so I think um I just liked writing on it I liked changing the fonts I liked drawing I liked figuring out like I liked the screensavers so yeah I think probably um the Mac was the first thing I was geeky about yeah typewriter to a Mac that's not a small jump <laughs> at all <laughs> Yeah, no, I can relate to that. Yeah, we didn't have an Apple, like, we didn't have, like, an Apple II or anything either, so there was something in between. It was a Mac. Yeah, straight to the Mac. Mm-hmm. Right. it works. Um, all right, so back to, when we, as I mentioned, we're going to get into the stigma thing. So, because growing up as, as geeks, not so much now, thankfully, but back, uh, back so many years ago, uh, geek was a stigma. Mm-hmm. So... Was that a situation where that type of thing, so your, your geekiness about that or any types of quote-unquote geeky movies and TV and, and whatnot, was that something that you had to deal with uh, in the sense of not fitting in because of those choices? Um, I, a little bit. Like, I was, um, you know, in the gifted and talented group, and we would, like, meet in a little closet. <laughs> and not, not just all by ourselves. We had, like, a teacher that was, um, so it wasn't, um, like I did love that group of kids, um, and 
but they weren't necessarily like the friends that I hung out with. Like I wouldn't ignore them in the hallway or anything, but I, uh, they weren't the people that um, I hung out with mostly. So that was, I think, maybe a little bit of, um, I don't ever remember being made fun of, but I think I probably, um, I think I probably like didn't talk so much about the things that I loved um, to everyone. You know, I think I'm the type of person that, um, and not, I'm not, you know, this isn't a great quality, but I just sort of uh, can shape myself around other people, what I think they want. And I think that is probably part of what uh, like an anxious person does in general. Like, um, well, what, you know, what do you want me to be? What do you want me to like? Like, oh, you don't like Star Wars? Okay, then I don't like Star Wars, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. Um, so, no, I don't think that I experienced, the way I experienced that was pretending um, to fit in when maybe I didn't, um, which is, has its own kind of pain. It's not like, you know, nobody's, um, you're not sitting by yourself at the lunch table or anything, but maybe you're, um, yourself isn't really there necessarily because you've been swallowed up by what you think people want you to be like. Oh, certainly. Cause in that type of situation, which you can think of like, okay, you have your people you're around, but then those wonderful things like Star Wars and, and the Mac that you become passionate about, you can't, you don't feel like you can talk to that. Like mm-hmm. you can't talk to these people that you're sitting at the lunch table with about mm-hmm. these things because either, you know, of fear possible ridicule or, or, or losing them as friends. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, so that's just probably a little bit different there. Mm-hmm. So in compared to now, where geek is not not a derogatory, for lack of a better word, term. How, what? How do you think that? So back in you know, both of our use to some degree for your situation because you didn't want to break it up for me. I just felt you know did whatever and got got the ridicule. Many people like us. What do you think was the reason why back then it was? we were looked down upon. You said you, you hit amongst it. That's fine. But you did it because you didn't want to get looked down upon. What, what do you think is different then to now? Like that, that could explain why it was a quote unquote bad thing back then, but now it's just prevalent. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think in popular culture, it seems like we've accepted uh, like, We've accepted geeks, you know, it's like you think of Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and, you know, it's like, oh, they made millions. And um, but I think, I mean, you know, spending time with middle schoolers and seeing my kids go through that, like a lot, a lot hasn't changed. Um, I think, um, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just see that. um my kids go to a school that is sort of like an accelerated school. So there's a lot of people passionate and curious about a lot of things. And, um, and I do see them with big groups of friends, like, you know, going outside at night and seeing, you know, when the international space station is going to cross over or, you know, just um, playing, playing Minecraft together and in their worlds, you know, when they're 13 and, but there are certainly lots of kids who are not into that, you know, and would mock that. (laughs) And sure. so I think, um, I think a lot of that hasn't changed. And I just, I, I guess it's, um, I think 
part of it is just how I think, well, I mean, if you were a parent who was a geek and felt like that was a struggle, like if your kid, you know, you're going to encourage your kids to just that it's okay. You know, we're just more open about everything. I think just like I would tell that it's okay to go to therapy. It's okay like what you like and talk about it and, um, you know, be as interested in it as you want to be. And it doesn't matter if someone else has a different interest. Um, so I think, you know, I think that's changed. I think just the, the way people find each other on the Internet is really different. I mean, you know, if you were really, really interested in, um, you know, David Letterman when you were, 10 or something you might not have known anyone other 10 year olds who were like really interested in david letterman but now you could like go and you know anybody that you're really interested in you're going to be able to find other people who are interested in in that on the internet if they're not living in your town or you might find them living in your town but you didn't know because you didn't talk about it but maybe you you know talk felt more comfortable talking about it on social media in some way you know saying something about it on instagram Mm -hmm. So it's not so much, or it may not be so much as that the amount of people have changed so much as the internet making the world almost closer together has allowed mm-hmm. for those people to group together a little bit better mm-hmm. and, and, and easier. Well, that's certainly possible. But I also think it's not as adults we can look and think like, oh, that it looks so much easier now. But um, having kids, I just it's it's not it's not that much easier. <laughs> There's well, still, you know, you know, there's still like it's still like really cool to play baseball and not so cool to play Minecraft. You know, that is still the truth. And um, and, you know, that can be hard for kids. Well, anything where the you know, it's not popular to do whatever no matter what it is if somebody likes that thing is 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 going to be hard especially on a child who's still developing Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah no that's well that's this is why i'm doing this i like perspective (laughs) right because like i don't i don't um i don't have my own children i just have my two nieces and my nephew to to relate to Um, and your snake well you know he's (laughs) he's just hanging out doesn't really have an opinion either way <laughs> sorry to interrupt you go ahead no that's it's conversation it's, it's the way it goes um so you kind of completely answered my next question so that's cool um so your husband and your three children do you think that they would fall into a definition or your definition of a geek for pro- most likely for different reasons yeah i think they all would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you want another reasons? You know. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Elaborate would be would be um, great. Well, my daughter is really into math, um, and she is like, if I um, and science, um, and if I give her like a you know math, we were doing like this logic problem the other day, and. Um, you know, and it was really important for her to figure it out um, before I did, mostly. <laughs> but, um, make, it, make it a competition. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I mean, she, like, she's really into that. So, I mean, I think that she's also um, really into soccer and really, you know, into Instagram and Snapchat. So, it is, um, 
like and you know it's really hard to know that I'm not just like projecting my own uh, childhood on her because I also was really into math and soccer and the equivalent of Instagram, which was, I don't know, driving around um, with your friends in at night. I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe Polaroid cameras. I don't know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, So, and yeah, my boys are really um, into uh, Minecraft. Like I said, they've just uh, like, into space and um science and just like ever like just i think they're really um whatever sciencey youtube like they have like this sort of um uh intravenous science youtubers <laughs> into there like they just got constantly coming at them but yeah they're really and they're also really interested in outside and, um you know being in nature and um so they're pretty geeky about all that stuff um and and you know in technology like you know gadgets and such um hand me down gadgets i'm sure (laughs) exactly yes uh and my husband is i mean he's a history teacher so yeah i would say he's a history geek and he is just in general uh, a geek about like he just he's curious and likes to know about things and passionate about them uh, well, I don't know. This is somewhat random, but I, um, I'm almost finished it. I haven't put too much time in it, but maybe your daughter will like it. There's a, how can we not talk about apps when I'm, we're having a conversation? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but there's an app called Logic Dots, and I think this is the one I have as a second one. But it's it's a game, but it's a series of ever, you know, after so many, like, levels that have squares. So I think it starts off with a 5 by 5 square where you have to look at the horizontal and vertical and it'll indicate how many dots in each of those columns and rows. And then you have to use the different patterns of dots that show at the top. And you then have to use that, all that information and put those together ah. on the grid. And it, it's full, it's full straight up logic. So it's certainly something that anybody that is a fan of logic would, uh, would enjoy. I, very much enjoyed it. Like I said, I almost got okay. the current one. I think is ten by ten thing. Oh. So, but yeah, no, it's, Lo- it's yeah. I think like it's logic dots. I don't know how well that uh, translates in the app store because we both know how well it is. Yeah, I wrote it down. But... In the app store. Logic dots. Yeah, I think it comes up pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, it looks like it was a game of the day, so that might have been where I found it once. Oh, yeah. it has, like, the blue, pink, green, and orange yes. puzzle by Iopa Games? Probably. Yeah. All right. Downloaded. Yeah, Iopa Games. Yeah, and like I said, it's, it's, if you're a fan of Logic, that's definitely a good one because you really have to look through and it's like okay you can only have three come down this column but you have two in this row and it's, it's good stuff all right well uh i don't think we can have a conversation without talking about apple stuff uh you for obvious reasons anybody that knows you me for anybody that knows me same reasons <laughs> um so here's a fun thing uh almost every time you and leo have been on the show 
and talk about the color of your iPhone, you're like, well, it doesn't matter because everybody wears a case. Mm-hmm. Not this guy. <laughs> um, no case. No case. Uh, I've only had, I've actually upgraded pretty much every year since the four. And I've only had one model where I've had a case the entire, like the entire year. And that was the 6S. And oddly enough, that case was made by OnePlus, which is the Android oh. maker, uh-huh. which is completely random. They're like, hey, we make a phone case. So I'm like, hey, cool. I'll check this out. Um, and I actually have a similar case for the, the 10 and 10R uh, or 10 and 10S. Uh, but it's, I don't know, I, I stopped using it because it didn't fit w- with one of my docks on my uh, speakers. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a basic case, so it's, it's kind of hard to see here. But, like, what's nice about it for me is it's very sandpapery, mm. so you have a great grip. Uh-huh. Um, so, I don't know. That 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 was the, the reason why I picked up the original one from OnePlus from this one when the 10 came out. Some company called Caseify uh, had this out, and that's what it was. And I'm like, yes, I will try it. <laughs> and, I, and I do like it. Like, that, I just... I couldn't dock the phone, so I stopped using it. So do you have the 10s now, too? Yeah. Uh, I'm a crazy person. Um, it is much more expensive in Canada because conversion rates and life. Um, completely didn't need it, but I did it anyway. But you're not going to get the 10R. No. No. See, that, that's the, I would have gone. See, this is the thing that I realized um, when I seen the, the announcement. It's, okay, pretty much everything. But these little things, and I'm looking at my my ten at that time. I'm like, but now I have an OLED screen. <laughs> I couldn't. It was just yeah. like, and for most people, that phone will be fantastic. But I just yeah. the the OLED screen and the resolution, and for the most part, is is what got me. So I was like, I'm gonna upgrade. I don't need to. But that's how I binge. That like some people have their you know the occasional drink or or whatever, mine goes to technology and video games. So that's the other thing. I now have to figure out when, uh, with whatever Apple announces next week, and figure out if I'm going to get a new iPad, because we're pretty confident it's going to be an iPad. Mm-hmm. Not that my 12, my iPad Pro will be a problem, but, you know. Um, I did get the Series 4 Apple Watch, which was the biggest thing that I found. From that announcement, uh, the I think last last time you had the forty two millimeter watch, and you went did you, and you went to the forty. Was that what it yep. was? Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went. Yeah, I, I had thirty eight. I I went to. I've always had the smaller one because I got weed little wrists. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's for whatever reason thirty five percent bigger. Doesn't seem like a lot until you wear it on your wrist. Yeah. This like I don't know. It feels like a massive display in comparison even though the, the the actual display is not that much bigger when you look at the size of the screen mm-hmm. yeah uh well there was one thing that you guys always mentioned how you don't like the the app layout on the apple watch this is not mm-hmm. gonna be, this is gonna be impossible to show you guys <laughs> but uh one thing that i did fairly early on i can't remember if i found it because i was fiddling with the settings on my original apple watch or if i seen it linked somewhere and that's just how I went. Uh, there is a, 
reduce motion, I want to say. Uh-huh. Uh, option on the Apple Watch, and I'm going to get my password right. And what it does is it takes away the, I don't know how well you're going to be able to see this. It takes away the little, like, zoom part of it. Uh-huh. So you just get you just get the icons, circle icons. Oh. And I find that so much easier to use. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So what, what else does reduce motion do? Does it turn off other not stuff? A clue. Oh. Probably not a clue. That was the yeah. only thing I did for. Uh, I haven't noticed any other problems. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things that tips, little things that mm-hmm. make you look better. Because like, as nice as the like layout is, like when you go in diagonally, I, I don't know. I, I like the more the visual app layout personally. Yeah. But it like it's all comes down to preference and that's that's mm-hmm. the best thing about Apple pro- products is mm-hmm. there's a lot of preference for it. Uh, I haven't had the chance to put too much time in the shortcuts is even though I know there's a lot of a lot of good things in there. I actually before it went shortcuts I was using a workflow as part of my uh on my iPad to export the the recordings that I've done because I, I, when I'm in person I do the recordings for this on my iPad and I export that from the iPad and, and uh, it generates for some reason I thought it generated MP3 prior to shortcuts but I don't remember for sure mm-hmm. uh, and then I just have it share straight to my Mac uh-huh. and just Smart. simple well it's, yeah. you know I, I go to share sheet because I'm using Ferrite uh, and just boom, shared, and it just runs the whole thing and does it. Uh, I, for me, I don't have enough. I don't think I have enough regular things to go around where I got a whole lot of that kind of stuff. The mm-hmm. one thing I like, though, um, and I, I think I try. I may have mentioned this to you uh, through our email chain is is having a shortcut that will turn on your Apple TV. Oh. Like, it's simple, it's not a big deal, because you just touch the remote and it turns on, but it's just the yeah. simple fact that you could be coming into your living room or your entertainment room, and maybe you have snacks. <laughs> Who knows what you have? But it literally, yeah. just, like, it, it it just turns your TV on. It, you know, your TV has to have that HDMI compliance to it, but it turns on the Apple TV, then the TV comes on, and then you're ready to go. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, we, um, I have a an Android TV. So it's hooked up to, it can turn, I can turn it on with my um, Amazon Echo, but then with it, when I want to turn on the Apple TV, like I have to use the remote. So maybe I should have that. Well, yeah, because right now um, my, uh, my two home pods are out there because I was testing the mostly with stereo sound. And then I got a new TV and it, the way my, <laughs> my living area is set up, it's not a big deal to have both of them out there. But yeah, so it, if you have a home pod or you're, any of your Apple devices that take, hey, Siri, one of these will go out. There we go. <laughs> You're used to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you, yeah, you tell it to turn on the TV, and it's, it's fantastic. Mm. I've been looking into doing more home-based stuff for it, but my problem that I would like it to do is to trigger the HomePod to play something. Mm. More often than not, I get home, I come in the door, I turn on depending on how dark it is outside because I'm nocturnal. Uh, I don't have many lights on usually. So I'll turn on like one light in my main area and then I'll turn, I'll have the, the home pod play something just to, you know, deal with whatever I'm doing or 
or uh, come down from the work day, I would like to have something where it, I get home, I say whatever words, and it turns on whatever light, and then it starts playing whatever randomly on the HomePod. But that mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be possible yet. But No, I think you can just start it to play whatever is already playing, but, like, you can't. Yeah, and that wouldn't be so bad even. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 amazing what it can do and what's available out there though because the and and the fact that I didn't realize this until after it went live is that there's an easy iCloud sharing for these things like you can go on Reddit or go on whoever's handling this up and just find them and grab it and it'll work for you which is very cool yeah um how how have you found like I'm it's funny I like I go and spend a crap ton of money on like one of the best cameras out there and I hardly take a picture. <laughs> How do you find the camera? Like, cause I'm sure as a mother, especially you, and then on that trip that you were mentioning, mm-hmm. you must have had some amazing chances to take pictures. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure that the, you know, camera on the pixel is better as everyone says, but, um, oh. yeah, I, I, I'm very happy. I've always been happy with, all my iPhone cameras and happier with every new one. So um, they just keep getting better and better. And then, you know, the computational photography part um, also gets better. So within, you know, it's not no longer like the megapixels necessarily, but like what the phone itself can, can do with the photo, whether it be like portrait mode or, you know, just, I uh, was volunteering today and I um, took a picture. It was like a girl had made a little, um, uh, I don't know, like she'd, uh, some kind of pom-pom she just made it and she just threw it up in the air and like I just took a picture and it was like oh this perfect picture of the, you know this pom-pom thing in the air <laughs> and you know it's like that wasn't me necessarily that was like a lot of the phone doing its action and knowing like yeah. that was the one that was the best photo so it's like I love it, it just makes me a better photographer well yeah because essentially that was the you having the the camera app open in enough time for it to take a bajillion pictures or whatever pictures right. it takes and then taking the best ones and then stitching them together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's crazy how good that does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, the only good, see, as, as we showed at the beginning of the show, um, I'm blaming a lot of my bad pictures mainly on my, my lack of steadiness because, like we were talking about, my, my mm-hmm. tremors are, are usually pretty prevalent. Uh, but... And this was done with the 10, but I have this really, really good picture of my brother's cat that I'm proud of. <laughs> um, I don't know. It probably won't show very well on this. Oh, well, I can see that uh, it probably would be better like for me to actually see it. But yes, the cat does look um, pensive, <laughs> state, stately. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> certainly... Uh, I don't know. I just I got a moment. I even I even tried to get him to turn to take another picture, but he just wouldn't do it. So what can you do? <laughs> exactly. But uh, my sister-in-law, who does more photography than I do, uh, said that's actually better. The, that particular <laughs> view is probably better. Yeah. Here's the photo I was talking about, where the girl's throwing the pom pom up in the air. Can you see that? Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> that's more not so much a picture of it like if you look at that and don't think about it or if you put it in a uh say that hey this check out this new screen cap from a movie you think that yeah. this is like someone like playing with uh you know like scarlet witch from the end credits of Avengers. right exactly She's yes. like uh yeah i'm hovering yeah. a thing 
But it's weird, like, because it looks like the pom-pom itself is in focus, but her hands maybe aren't. Like, I don't know um, what's going on there, but... Well, it might exactly be what it is, because it could just yeah. be catching it, right? It could right. be just focus. It just happened to be that's what was in focus. And maybe that's how they can do it that yeah. well and catch that 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 in midair. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I went through. I sent you the actual picture. Oh. Let's see if you can see it a little bit better. How did you send it to me? Email? I just, I just, no, I just grabbed it and threw it in Skype. Oh, Skype. Oh, Skype. <laughs> that's the thing we're on. I don't know that's a thing. Um, where is the other window for Skype? I. Oh, yeah, I that's fun. I don't know. If it's like me, you have a little chat box, maybe. It may not have went through. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I just dragged it on the Skype, had a plus sign. If it didn't work, oh, that's fun. Oh, there we go. I, uh, nope. The last message was, I'm ready when you are. All right. Let's try again, because we can. (laughs) Oh, that's probably going to work. There we go. Yep, yep, there it is. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's very good. It also helps that Winchester is an adorable cat, as cats go. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's probably a bird out there or something. Yeah, there's probably (laughs) something he's, like, focused on. Yeah. You know, right. he's he's doing his geeking out on yeah. the, <laughs> on the random animals flying around or, mm-hmm. or walking around. Mhm. So what are, what would you what what would you be most excited about be it rumor or in general that you would like to see next week that will announce for this year? I personally would like to see a consumer uh priced Mac book. Uh Mac book yeah. pro. Like MacBook, a consumer a consumer price MacBook Pro. No, a MacBook. Um, and that is mostly selfishly for my children because, you know, I have a work um, laptop that I just, you know, that I use uh, most of the time. But uh, my kids go to, they'll be going to, one of them already goes to the high school where my husband teaches. Um, and it's BYOD. So they, um, mm. so we bought my daughter refurbished macbook um last year and that was still over a thousand dollars and so i want to buy them something that is under a thousand dollars but has the power to last them for four years um which is investment yeah yeah so i want them um you know to be able to edit video or music or what you know just to have the power that power to do that um if they you know and uh, they'll you know to run minecraft and they also play a lot of kerbal space program have you ever played kerbal space program have you ever no, heard of I'm it i'm sure i've heard of it <laughs> it's a space simulation so it's okay. um like approved by nasa and um oh, wow. you know you build a like you build crafts that can go into space and so you know there's physics involved in it and everything and you know it's a pretty uh power intensive uh, program and yeah. so things like that that i um you know, that let them be geeks, that let them be passionate and curious about the things that they want to be passionate and curious about. So that's what I would like, because I just think Mac, Apple's not making those. I mean, they haven't in a long time. Um, no, because, yeah, they, it's been, what, a year and a half, two years since they updated the MacBook Air? Yeah. It's been a little while. Um, and the MacBook, as awesome as it is, is still cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 that would be beneficial. Um, that's that's what I would like to see. I don't need another iPad, and they don't. I mean, they they can't use like iPads aren't the right thing for them either. So no. I just want to pay nine hundred dollars for a really good Mac 
book. It doesn't have to be great, but um, no, but it, 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 but yeah, in, you're talking about students. They don't need great. They just need something that will like give them the abilities that they'll need for, like you said, for those four years, and it'll last mm-hmm. those four years. Which yeah, a brand new Mac product will definitely last those few four years. Right. Let's if we can say anything about Apple, they somehow manage that. Yes. Like, I still have my original iPhone lying around it somewhere. It's in the other room. It's 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 had some wear, but the screen's intact and it still works. Uh, and that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, I I have a friend who's in a similar situation, but she has the original iPad. The same deal. Like it's seen some wear, but you know it still functions. So it's it's something else that they managed to do that. Uh, I expect I'm gonna want the Mac or the iPad. Pro, completely, uh, completely don't need it, but I'm I'm gonna want it. Right. Uh, I'm not sure. I this one thing though is the rumors are saying that they expect the the bigger one to be same screen size but a smaller form factor. I'm not sure how I feel about that. No bezels. I'm fine yeah, with no sure. bezels. I'm perfectly fine with no bezels. I'm just almost to the point where I'm used to the size of this, so I almost want a bigger screen on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll I'm sure I'll survive either way, but yeah, and it's also I think it might be because the the smart keyboard for the twelve point nine I find is a really good size for me. Mm-hmm. So if if they make it smaller, I might be iffy on it. But I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for the sake that it hasn't been updated in forever, I really hope they update the Mac Mini just mm-hmm. just to have it out there in the world for the same type of reason for uh, different than. You know, having that out there for whoever needs it, because it's just a simple, here, have a, have, a, have a little box, do whatever you need with it, but you still have that power. Right. But we won't know. And <laughs> it's funny. So I I, um, I work during the day, and locally, which is weird, they're doing it in New York, which I still haven't figured out. Um, it's usually 2 p.m., 2 30 p.m locally where they do because it's always nine eastern and that's just how mm-hmm. it works so i have to then go through the rest of my day on breaks and not look at anything because i want to come home and see this fresh even though you know the rumors are all over that uh, yeah it's so hard it's yeah. so hard i have to remember and i have to turn off google news is news that i usually have in my on my widget and such yeah it's reminded me though um just because i'm here and just because i have you i'm gonna you should maybe look into something like this. Um, one widget that I had pretty early on, when especially when they went to widgets, is an app that tracks data usage, and it's pretty accurate. Oh. Um, this one is Data Manager, I want to say it's called. So just to give you an idea. Right? Oh. So that, it's always just there, and you can s- just swipe over to see, like, okay, my data for my plan is still good, and that kind of thing. Oh, that's a good data manager. I think that's what it's called. That's the word. <laughs> one thing about some of these apps is, like, their full name is never actually underneath it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's the one that I got originally. Let's see. Maybe share it somehow. Oh, copy link. Yeah, no, it's it's just something little things that I like myself that I don't see so many people use, mm-hmm. even though a lot so many people have iPads, right, or yeah. or, or, or devices, and it's pretty prevalent, usually built in, 
to like Android devices, mm-hmm. but it's not something built into as easily and viewable into iOS. So it's 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 a recommendation. Oh great! Because I have you. <laughs> um, okay, so um, this has been a lot different than I expected, but we still had some good things. So we're going to end on the thing that I warned you about. Okay. Uh, so here's my little thought experiment. So this is a a question uh, where I have three things. So which of these three things would you prefer if you had the choice? Being able to have any one device and automatically get a new one whenever it's updated at no cost. So, you know, Apple Watch, iPhone, TV, whatever. But you'd only get one. Only one of them. Okay. And then I, I want you to elaborate why you choose, choose one of these three. Have the developer of your choice work with you to make the app of your choosing with all the features that you would need or want. Mm. Or having a real-life droid of your choice as your companion. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to um, say the first one, no. Like, because who could just have one device like that? I but mean, then, it's, but then it's, it's like, okay, I have an iPhone, and now I have the new iPhone. And you wouldn't even have to think of it. You'd just be like, I don't need to order a new iPhone. I just get it delivered to me the, the day that it comes out. That's the idea behind that one. Okay, that one seems is, interesting, but that's the least interesting to me. Probably because, you know, Leo and his awesomeness and generosity when you, whenever new devices come out. Right, I already technically have that. Let's be honest. So um, it's part of my job, uh, and it's great, um, but I – and I would love to have a personal droid um, just to hang out with or um, to talk to or could go, you know, get stuff for me, but um, that would be the second. But I am going to have to say the developer create the app that I want and everything I want in it because I just feel like there that is the that's the pain point I have like you know apps are like almost perfect or if only I could have an app that did this but you know just I also needed to do this um yeah so I think that would be my choice to have an app to developer um make whatever I uh, wanted him to make. Now you're probably going to ask what it is that I have them make when I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, I need some was, more time. That was definitely the follow-up question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but um, it, I'm trying to think of all the things that are. Um, well, yeah. Do you think? Do you think there? Before you get to that thought, do you think there's a developer that you would think would be your choice over any others? No. No. Um, I don't know. I wish I knew more developers. Um, you know more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> but it comes with your job. I probably do more know more than most people. But um, I think, you know, what I'm thinking really is not just like the thing that frustrates me, the thing that, that the things that doesn't work about apps is like compatibility, you know? So like sure. that's the thing that I – it's not like – I mean, you wouldn't have to be an amazing developer to get um, – to be able to like have Apple music work on my Amazon echoes, you know, that's not about a developer. It's about like Apple, you know, allowing these kinds of things to Amazon allowing. So that's a restriction. That's just, that's a little bit more, uh, that that's a more of a hurdle that is not controlled by developers. Right. Right. So yeah, that's a little bit outside of what they could do. Yeah. So I, I would actually try to think of 
Um, yeah, I think the other, th- I'm just looking down at my bullet journal right now and thinking like, I would love to have an app that would just automatically record everything that's in my bullet journal mm-hmm. into an app just to save it somewhere. And there's a lot of like apps and people that claim to do that. There's like smart pens, but they never really work. Um, Not well, no, no. And, uh, you know, I just got a pitch for an app the other day that was like, it's exactly like a bullet journal and it's close, but it's still an app. So, well, I don't and, know. and the, what I find funny about that example is, is anybody that says an app is going to be exactly like a physical object yeah, is very difficult, especially when that physical object, it has paper right. and pages <laughs> consistently, yeah. right? Yeah. Because... You can make an app that, and especially with the Apple Pencil, and, and you'll know, be able to write in, in, in a paper-based system, but you can't have that feel to it because you're going through those pages and whatnot. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a difficult process. And I'll be honest, I was actually trying to think of something clever to add to these three that included a bullet journal, and I couldn't come <laughs> up with anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the other app that would be really interesting to me would be something that, like, while I was on social media or, like... Um, would tell me to stop if I wasn't feeling good. (laughs) Like if I was just like spending too much time on Twitter because I was bored or like feeling anxious or something. And I thought that that would uh, help me rid myself of my anxiety, like swiping through all the news. Um, I just wish an app would just be like, "Uh, this isn't helping. Maybe you should put your phone away. Um, So yeah, it would have to be connected to my brain in some way. Well, okay, here's here's a thought, and that, that, that example probably would have to be really Apple doing it because you need access to the phone. But you could almost, or well, maybe, well, if, if you're using other apps, you would need to be built into the phone. But, you know, with this type of stuff going on, mm-hmm. right, if you had Apple, you could turn it on, of course, otherwise it would be, you know, using power all the time but you could like looking at your face while you're at something and it could t- tell those micro expressions and saying right and seeing that like you know what you you don't look like you're enjoying yourself you're just you know it could just pop up and like maybe you want to do something else yeah maybe you want to switch apps maybe maybe you want to play this game maybe you want to go to bed because you look tired <laughs> yeah yes that would be the perfect app and I think there are things like I have these um, there's a company called Spire and I'm testing their like health tags, which um, measure your breathing. Um, and it's yeah. like a little I wish I had one here, but um, they stick inside your clothes and they go through the laundry and they're supposed to uh-huh. last a year and a half. And um, they're they can they I'm just started using them, but they will give me alerts that say like your breathing feels tense or you haven't taken a deep breath in 45 minutes. And so that sort of, to me, is like, you know, I get a lot of products and a lot of pitches, but it's the one that's really interesting to me. And they're, they're working on, um, you know, using it for people who have PTSD and, you know, all kinds of things that, um, you know, a doctor could connect to this. So I think that kind of thing would be really interesting to me. So I have, so it's kind of figuring out my breathing. Like the first time I started using it it would say constantly like your breathing feels tense your breathing feels tense and so it uh it has slowed down that a little bit because I guess maybe always my breathing is tense or it just has figured out like my rate of breathing so I don't get them as often but I think that would be that's the closest to be able to just say like you know you're whatever you're doing right now is not um maybe making you feel good and you should change that 
you know, you're talking to a professional broadcaster when we come full circle. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, thank you very much, Megan. This is oh. this has been fun. Uh, outside of well, basically twit.tv and the is it three shows you're doing mainly? I only uh, I I'll admit I only watch one, but that's because I'm, <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big Apple guy. Uh, but it's it's the three because you're doing so um, iOS today. You're doing Tech News Weekly, and you're still doing Know How, or is that? Uh, I no, I just did twelve weeks of it, and then yeah, Jason is going to do the next twelve weeks. Yes. Um, so then I, you know, I co-host on the screensavers. Yes. And I, uh, once a month and then I, uh, fill in for Leo and he's away. Which seems to be a lot more than most people get the opportunity to do. (laughs) He deserves it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I remember being probably 19, 18, 19 when I first watched the screensavers and, you know, became familiar with him. He's the reason why all this Apple stuff is in my home. Yeah. He is literally the reason why you can pass that on, and I'm happy to uh, to be in that space because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, I know you recently said don't 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 reach out to you on social networks, so we won't necessarily have to plug you there. But yeah, if you're if you're a fan of technology, definitely check out Twit.tv. There's lots of technology stuff for everybody. There's something for everybody if you like technology. All right, yeah, thanks again, Megan. Um, oh, thank you. People, uh, so yeah, I'm back, trying to get back on track. Uh, if you want to contact me, I'm on Twitter, melancholy underscore geek. Uh, mail at, mail at melancholygeek.com and just straight melancholygeek.com to get access to everything. Uh, we'll try to do the find another person for next month because that's always been my tough part because... I don't think it's interesting me just talking by myself anymore. Uh, have a good day. Send me messages. I'll spread the word. I'll talk to whatever your messages are online, giving your experiences. Or tell me people you want me to bug to get on. Maybe I can pull some strings. Maybe I have new strings from Megan I can pull. Who knows? Uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, thanks again, Megan. Thanks to everybody that's listening. And uh, have a good day. Bye.